the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org and be here to take your phone call 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, check us out on Facebook, feel free to go to facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so as, as yet. And by the way, we do have the live stream up and running at our Narn Facebook page. So thanks always for tuning in. So I know uh, last week we talked about the uh, tragedy that took place at a Colorado Springs uh, nightclub, Club Q. Uh, the news broke early Sunday morning as it happened late uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday evening into early Sunday morning, just a little after, I guess, midnight uh, local time, 1 a.m. East Coast time, where a gunman who we will not name, we have a policy whenever we talk about a spree killing, we don't name the gunman because uh, that's what they look for is publicity. So we're not going to name the person. Uh, the gunman went into this Club Q. It's a uh, LGBTQ-friendly club where the LGBTQ community goes to gather, and they look at it as a, as a safe space where they know that there are like-minded people and lifestyle similar to them, and they can gather together. Well, this gunman went in there and started opening fire, killing five people. I I think there was upwards of 20 people injured. Don't remember the exact number. Uh, Thankfully, uh, he was bum-rushed by one gentleman, who we will name Richard M. Fierro, uh, who happened to be in Club Q with his wife, daughter, and friends. Uh, They were just watching a drag show. And when the sudden flash of gunfire ripped across the nightclub, and this is from the New York Times, by the way, uh, Mr. Fierro's instincts from four combat deployments as an Army officer in Iraq and Afghanistan instantly kick in. Fight back, he told himself. In an interview at his house where his wife and daughter were still recovering from injuries, Mr. Fierro, age 45, who left the Army in 2013 as a major, according to military records, described charging through the chaos at the club, tackling the gunman, and beating him bloody with the gunman's own gun. Uh, Wow, hero. 
I, no, no other way to describe it than than heroic. Because I, I certainly would not do that without a firearm. Okay, which is why I may or may not carry one when I'm out when I'm out in public. So, and again, this this kind of feeds into the gun grabber crowd. Well, turns out you don't need a gun to stop a a bad guy with a gun. You know, that's that's going to be the excuse they they give for. Uh, um, you know, trying to take away guns, which is a stupid argument, but I'll get to the, all of that in a little bit. But the the thing we, you know, I already was scheduled to have Peter Johnson on the broadcast last Sunday to talk about, you know, firearms, firearms policy, obviously the shooting that took place in Virginia amongst University of Virginia football players. And so this obviously event hadn't happened when I already had Peter scheduled to come on the broadcast. And so when this story broke early Sunday morning, I texted Peter and he was already following it because he's got contacts in law enforcement and, you know, he gets alerts about this kind of stuff, this kind of activity. And unfortunately, it, it, it has happened an awful lot, more than we would like, much more than we would like. I think that's that's a fair assessment. You can you can argue and give numbers and say, you know, you're you're uh, the chances of you being killed in a, in a spree killing are infinitesimal given the percentage of population but that's not at all consoling to the family members who had empty seats this past Thanksgiving. Let, let's just be honest about it, okay? Sometimes we need to take off our, we need to kind of eschew our political worldview when talking about this stuff. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we are in such a divisive political environment right now that People who are staunch Second Amendment advocates are immediately put on the defensive when stuff like this happens. And I hate having to talk about that component of it because when I think of people who are senselessly murdered, my immediate thoughts go to their loved ones and how they unexpectedly have to deal with a loss of a loved one particularly ahead of a holiday, which, like I said, they now had empty chairs at Thanksgiving dinner. And that's what I think of. And then to have their pain further compounded by having their loved ones used as pawns in a political debate, I can't even fathom how much it exacerbates their anguish. And I don't like getting into it. That's why Peter and I deliberately are, we avoided for the most part the political aspect of this because the the shooting happened 12 hours before Peter joined us last Sunday. There's no way you could ascertain all of the facts, but that does not matter. In this day and age of where you have access to platforms, you put an immediate hot take out there and demonize your political opponents. This, this, this is what this, this kind of stuff. Really, I, I get further dispirited about how we're a country that can't be united by anything anymore, because when you're when one of your first instincts is to demonize your political opponents and use a tragedy as pawns in a political debate, if that's one of your first instincts, you're, you're sick in the head. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. 
and, and, and I don't want to be a part of it. But you know what? When I feel I'm on the defensive just because I'm an advocate for the Second Amendment and I believe American should law-abiding citizens should be able to keep and bear arms and be able to carry in public places like that in the events a situation, however unlikely, crops up. So I, I bring all this up to say that what we heard from a lot of media commentators this past week, the, the blame game and the finger pointing was ratcheted up at a level that just went beyond the pale. And what happens every time, and this, this happens too often when there is a spree killing, aspersions are cast. Elected officials or candidates for elected office will come out and say, well, you know what, if we pass my gun control measures or if we had just passed my gun control measures, this would not have happened. And then once all of the evidence is learned and we can better make a characterization of what happened, turns out, well, no, sorry, uh, your gun control measures would not have stopped this. No one is ever made to pay a price for this. No one is ever held to account. An, to account when it, when it, when a media gives a flat out when media members certain media members political commentators give flat out false assertions on a tragic event and they turned out to be false once all the evidence comes to light it, it doesn't seem like anybody pays a price you want to you want to put a stop to this heads need to start rolling at certain media outlets and that, and guess what that's not cancel culture that's a that's dereliction of duty. That's being fired for cause. If your job is to report facts and you editorialize with incorrect facts, how is that not a threat to people's livelihoods? That would ensure this stuff wouldn't happen. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, we don't have all the facts yet, but here's what we know. And, you know, like kind of like Fox News slogan, I'm not, you know, I'm no Fox News fanboy here or anything, but their slogan, we report, you decide. I mean, that's, that, that should be the standard for everybody, right? Report what you actually know, not what you think you know. You know, this, I always, I always refer to the early uh, 2011 shooting uh, down in Tucson, Arizona, where Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords was gathering in her district, and she had constituents, you know, call, call, gather around her. It's called coffee with your congressman, congresswoman. Or, co- you know, Congress on the corner, whatever they wanted to call it. And this gunman showed up and started opening fire on all these people, killed multiple people, darn near killed Congresswoman Giffords. Thank God she survived. But whenever an elected official is involved, you know, I get it. It's human nature to say, wait a minute, this elected official was shot. I wonder what the gunman, why the what what the gunman possibly had against this elected official. Okay, this elected official in this case, Gabrielle Giffords, Democrat. Okay, was this a conservative who had a beef with her politics? You know, these are these are, in my opinion, legitimate questions to ask. But then it's also prudent to come in right behind that and say, look. We don't want to cast aspersions, but here are the facts. A Democrat congresswoman 
and several of her supporters gathering around her, or constituents anyways, it may not support her, but it's her, their congresswoman, these people were shot. What could the motive have been? Well, this is an elected official. Was this elected official targeted? And if so, she's a Democrat. Was she targeted for her political beliefs? Okay, it's okay. It's one thing to speculate that, but then these people took it a step further. And if you remember, they all of a sudden, people said, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Congresswoman Giffords in a swing district? You know what? Sarah Palin's political action committee put out a map of the United States, and you know what they did? They put crosshair symbols over some of these congressional districts they were targeting to flip to Republicans in the next election cycle. Well, looky here. Congresswoman Giffords won in 2010, because this happened a couple of months after the 2010 midterms. So the crosshair symbol, I bet you that set this gunman off. There you have it, Sarah Palin. Her political action committee, they got blood on their hands. A crosshair symbol on a map set this gunman off. And then you had all these virtue-signaling journalists, particularly on CNN, where someone used crosshair as, you know, a metaphor. You know what? Well, I'll tell you, this person was caught in the crosshairs of this debate. And then I remember they come back from a commercial, and it was John King who was with CNN. He says, ladies and gentlemen, we use a word crosshair. We're, we're trying. We're trying to uh, parse our words here. We're trying to get away from that divisive language. You know, all of a sudden, we're trying to, a new tone. That was it. The new to- the phrase new tone. That was, that was what was being about. We're trying to establish a new tone. And stay away from this, insinuating that it was a crosshair symbol who set off the gunman. And it turns out this guy was just a whack job who was pretty apolitical. But it didn't matter. And 10 years later, there was a New York Times. New York Times was forced to make a correction on an article that, I don't know, it, it cited Sarah Palin and her political action committee and the crosshair symbol and set the gunman off. And the New York Times said, was forced to make a correction. They were still going with that chanting point. So this hasn't been something that just happened within the last couple of years. This, I, I can go all the way back to April of 1995. Remember the Oklahoma City bombing? And the uh, embassy down, I was at the, was it the embassy? It was a federal building in Oklahoma City back in 1995. And Bill Clinton insinuated it was the rhetoric heard on right-wing radio. Well, when you said right-wing radio back in the mid-'90s, there was really only one main voice. That was Rush Limbaugh. And Rush Limbaugh was a frequent critic of President Clinton. I mean, skewered him into oblivion, uh, constantly mocked him, ripped his policies, and President Clinton said that rhetoric like what you heard on right-wing radio. I'm paraphrasing what he said. You know, we need to kind of tone that down a bit because this is the end result of it. Saying Timothy McVeigh, who who ended up being the, the perpetrator of this awful crime, obviously, and got the death penalty for it, that he was motivated by that rhetoric. So, again, this isn't just something that happened here, not even in just in the 21st century. I can remember President Clinton citing that back in 1995. But, again, it was ratcheted up this past week because there is a heated debate over LGBTQ issues, not specifically people identifying that. I don't care what you identify it as, but there are some people who are taking exception that kids 
are being roped into this debate. And you're allowing kids who are not mentally acute enough to make these kinds of decisions to want to change their gender, yet you have people who are saying, just like your uh, 16-year-old daughter should be able to have an abortion without notifying parents, we think that your 12-year-old daughter, if wants to become a boy, should be able to take the necessary medication, including hacking their breasts off and all that kind of other stuff. All right? There are people who are going to push back on that. And yet the people who dare take exception to kids being exploited, they're the ones that were being made out to be the villains here. I've gone over a little bit, so when we come back, we'll talk more about it these next couple segments. And take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For women facing unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful and saving lives. Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tavoy is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tavoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. 
You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And don't forget our live stream is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so you can check out the video stream of the broadcast as well. And leave a comment or question in that thread. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing with the uh, fallout from the Club Q uh, shooting, an LGBTQ nightclub where five people were shot dead uh, by a gunman who we will not name. Uh, this happened a week ago, uh, late Saturday night slash early Sunday morning last weekend. And talking about how this has become a favorite tactic of the left, uh, instead of waiting for basic facts to come out, they're immediately going to use the tragedy. Because never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Uh, for political gain. And try to... And really, the motive is clear. They're looking to silence any dissent. Because any movement that suggests that a 12-year-old girl who decides to become a boy or the opposite, a 12-year-old boy wants to become a girl, that to give them certain medications to change what their gender really is, is lunacy. And any movement like that who supports such a thing knows that it can't stand up to an intellectual argument. And so... The idea that people were vehemently opposing this is what set this gunman off to shoot an LGBTQ nightclub. And people were jumping to this conclusion because apparently there was going to be some sort of drag brunch, big drag festival at this particular uh, club, Club Q, the next day. And so it's like, oh, boy, there were there were flyers going around advertising this big drag queen event that was going to be taking place at Club Q. So that must have been what set the gunman off, connect the dots. And, oh, who's been the biggest uh, critics of drag queens? Why, it's those scurrilous conservatives who don't look at these drag queens as human, rather as subhuman. And and how many of a, you know, and they they are the only thing they're upset about is is more people more of uh LGBTQ people weren't murdered. Yeah, that was something that somebody actually said. I think it was the Daily Kos put out a story about that before it was deleted. Yeah, I'm thinking there might be a lawsuit coming regarding this. So, uh Ben Collins who works for NBC and uh, Spencer I'm looking to look for cuts uh, 3 and 4 here coming up uh, in a bit. So Ben Collins uh, wanted to play the uh, the uh, extra righteous uh, journalist here, who is encouraging all journalists to take a deep look at themselves, and we have to combat this scourge of hate on the right. You see, and what the and, and another favorite tactic of the left is a is a is a put up straw man. 
you know, people protesting drag queen story hours. Well, it's not so much a drag queen story hours as much as it is these drag queens kind of shaking their genitalia in the face of kids. Yeah, that's happened. There's been hypersexualized story hours. But he makes it sound like, well, they're just reading Dr. Seuss books and just wants to show them they're human. I'll let Ben Collins speak for himself. Ben Collins of of NBC. This is, uh, why don't we start with cut number three. Um, How significant are those two dates? Yeah, and and also hours before what they called an all-ages drag brunch, which is probably the number one target of these uh, anti-LGBTQ um, uh, events recently. Like, for example, the Proud Boys will go and protest any drag brunch, any um, any drag story hour, anything that a child might go to meet a, a drag queen, not, you know, just to show them that they're human beings and people. They talk, they, they go there and they, they read Dr. Seuss there. They read uh, regular books, uh, but it's read by a drag queen and they, you know, they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. ignorant. And these spaces have become dangerous places of real-life information warfare. There's Proud Boys showing up on one side. Sometimes people, like local Antifa members, show up on the other side as a, as a way to... It, it, be, it becomes a place where kids aren't safe, not because of the event itself, but because of this culture war that's been propped up uh, on top of it. Uh, and uh, that's not something that should happen. This is not something, you know, these people should be able to live their lives uh, without fear of being murdered, literally. Uh, but right now, that's the sort of climate that's been created by uh, anti-LGBTQ uh, protesters and, frankly, bigots. Okay. So, yeah, like, like I mentioned, there was supposed to be a drag brunch that was taking place there the next day. And I'm sorry, there, there has been video evidence of some of these hypersexualized, not every single solitary one of them. Okay, I'm not going to paint a broad brush. Yeah, there there may be some drag queens who just want to read Dr. Seuss books to kids, and hey, it's all good. And 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 if parents want to expose their kids to that, I I question that. But if all they're doing is just reading, that's fine. But there has been video of the kids in front of these drag queens doing just despicable gyrations in front of them. So yeah, there are some events where it is hypersexualized. So nice attempt at straw man. Uh, Ben Collins uh, made another appearance again, tried to prop himself out up as some arbiter of uh, virtue. Uh, Cut number four. I I may have to stop. I'll I'll probably stop it about halfway through, Spencer, because we don't have much time. So cut number four. I do want to say, though, um, am I doing something wrong here? Here are some headlines that I wrote the last six months. Fueled by Internet's far-right machine, anti-LGBTQ threats shut down trans rights and drag events. Remember, uh, there was a drag event happening in Colorado. Anti-trans stalkers at Kiwi Farms, which is an anti-trans website that stalks people, are chasing one victim around the world. Their list of targets is growing. That was a couple months ago. Doctors under threat from far-right activists for providing trans care. Boston Children's Hospital faces bomb threat after right-wing harassment campaign. There were three of those bomb threats. FBI charges Massachusetts women with Boston Children's Hospital bomb threats, so they found one of the people. At least 20 Republican politicians have claimed that schools are making accommodations for students who identify as cats. That was before um, the midterms. Here are, some, here are three more from my colleagues in the last uh, three weeks. As election nears, some conservative groups have ramped up anti-trans campaign ads. Far-right figures appear to be testing Twitter's boundaries for anti-LGBTQ speech. GOP uh, senator targets TikTok influencer with anti-transgender taunts. 
And I'm just wondering, what could I have done different? Stop right there. We'll stop right there. We'll pick it up when we come back on the other side of the break. And uh, be here to, to uh, take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marianne Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Is your furnace being a turkey? Gobble up these savings from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Save up to $1,500 on a new furnace and air conditioner combo. Ask about their 0% financing this holiday season. Did you know that Standard Heating also installs boilers? This month, save up to $1,000 on any boiler. That's two offers this month with savings of up to $1,500. Be sure to ask about installing a water heater with your purchase. Don't wait and be left out in the cold this winter be proactive and save some cold hard cash call for your free estimate today standard heating and air conditioning a family-owned and operated business is located right here in the twin cities visit standardheating.com to see their black friday specials standard heating and air conditioning providing the comfort you deserve since 1930 call to schedule an appointment and mention the patriot that's standard heating for all your heating needs this winter standardheating.com
Hey, welcome back. See, I reckon you're about an eight or a nine. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. That blue top, shop top you've got on is nice. Bit too much faith. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in by Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so feel free to check in there as well. Leave a comment or question, as our good friend Wild Wilson, uh, always kind enough to leave a comment. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, Wild, and others who have uh, tuned in. Uh, Continuing with our discussion on the media working over time to try to blame conservative objections to mutilating kids in the name of transgender, uh, trying to blame them for the atrocities that took place at Club Q. Ben Collins uh, trying to be the paragon of virtue here, citing a lot of these stories he had written about uh, conservatives allegedly uh, protesting in a uh, drag queen story hour or uh, bomb threats, on a Boston hospital that was going to provide uh, transitioning kids to a different gender, all these sort of things. So we left off that clip. Do we still have that clip from where we left off? Uh, Spencer, fantastic. Okay. So Ben Collins, we left off the clip where he basically said, you know, he's talking, he wrote all these stories about right-wing harassment of, of, of LGBTQ advocates and allies and whatever else. And, Ben Collins kind of leaves off, what could I have done different? What could I have done differently? You know, trying to be this, again, paragon of virtue. So we'll finish up this uh, remainder of cut number four. Seriously, as reporters, what can we do different? Because there are five dead people in a strip mall, because that was the only place they felt safe as gay or trans people in this town in Colorado Springs. And I am trying to thread this needle here. I'm trying to say that this is happening. This targeted stuff has real-life impacts. They say on the Internet has real-life impacts. And I'm going to fail, by the way. I'm going to you know, freak out because it's happening, because I wake, I wake up and I see that there are five dead bodies. But I think we have to have a come-to-Jesus moment here uh, as reporters. Are we more afraid of being on Breitbart for saying that trans people deserve to be alive or are we more afraid of the dead people? Because I'm more afraid of the dead people. I don't want I, I don't want to wake up on a Sunday and see that all of these headlines came to fruition. Well, what do what do we do about public officials at local level, state level? Okay, that to me was one of the biggest straw men of the bunch. Where he said, you know, what 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 are we gonna? Are, are, are we afraid of showing up on Breitbart because we say trans people deserve to be alive? As if conservative protests of Drag Queen Story Hour and conservative protests of kids being mutilated in the name of wanting to, ch- of, of wanting to change their gender when they're not nearly old enough, mentally mature enough to make a decision like that. You're, you're trying to tell me that saying trans people deserve to be alive is going to trigger conservatives to want to firebomb hospitals that mute, want to mutilate kids? I, I'm, well, how do you arrive at that logic? That is just absolutely stupefying 
logic. And but you can see where this is going. And again, this has this was all chanting points. They just automatically assumed that because well, I've been reporting on on conservative protests of drag queen story hours and L- other LGBTQ activities. I've been reporting on this for a long time. So, well, the natural conclusion I should reach is that this gunman killed all these people because this is just a long string of right-wing violence against LGBTQ people. How That is so irresponsible. And what? how could any, any editorial department, Whoever is in charge of NBC's editorial decisions, how could they allow that to just go on unfettered on channels? Well, it's MSNBC. I get that. That's that's their orthodoxy. Is anything that can try to silence conservatives? Because this this is really what it's all about. And let's see. Uh, I've got uh, this next sound clip. Cut number five. Frank Filiuzzi. He's a former uh, FBI assistant director. And he's uh, kind of the national security commentator on MSNBC. Uh, kind of gives up the game. He gives up the game here. Uh, this is the real motivation for why the left is really ramping up uh, the rhetoric and pointing fingers at conservatives for what happened at Club Q. Uh, cut number five. You need to see accountability and consequences. So first, a real quick hate crime charge here on top of the homicide charges. I applaud that. That tells me prosecutors and police, they found quickly what they needed. That means they know this was a biased crime. This is likely, and since we've heard reports that the subject isn't cooperating with police, that means they likely found clear and convincing evidence on his devices. If he's a consumer of the people we just rattled off, from Lauren Boebert to Tucker Carlson, let's get it out. Let's get it out at trial. Let's expose it for what it is, name it and shame it. He's a consumer of these people, and those people should should face civil consequences from the victims. the other thing they, they want to deny is not only the, the safe harbor, but the way we resolve this. And by that, I mean, you know, you asked earlier, how do we how do we put a stop to hate? Well, one of the things you would normally do is teach young children in school. Um, here's what race is about here. Here's what these other people over here who may seem different to you. Um, they have a different orientation. But you know what? Increasingly, states are saying, no, 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 you can't talk about race. Right. Or say the word gay, or teach anything in, in schools. So, so th- they is. deny yeah. the the resolution mechanism that we would normally use. There it is. There, there it is. They want to put tamp down on conservative governance, and of course, he's referring. You know, you can't say gay in schools. You know, because the most blatant mischaracterization of the Florida legislation. You know, don't say gay. Well, first of all, no, that's not what it is. It's not a lot, not uh, for kindergarten through third grade, not be exposed to hypersexual education. Kindergarten through third grade. And nowhere does it say don't say gay. Okay, that, that is a blatant mischaracterization, or some people like to call it a lie. And then he throws race in there. Well, we can't talk about race either because, you know, people pushing back against critical race theory. Because people conflate critical race theory with American history which, again, is a blatant mischaracterization, or, as some people like to call it, a lie. So you can see where this is going. They're trying to tamp down conservative governance and also say, well, if this person was uh, uh, was radicalized by someone like Tucker Carlson, because Tucker Carlson creams all of these networks, you know, like CNN and MSNBC and the ratings, 
So we got to silence him. So now it's about silencing dissent. You'll, you'll, you'll notice a key phrase that has kind of flooded the zone recently. And it's something that was conspicuously absent in other instances. But uh, it, was a, it was a phrase, stochastic terrorism. And it's defined as follows. The public demonization of a person or group resulting in the incitement of a violent act which is statistically probable, but whose specifics cannot be predicted. So what they're saying here is, this is an instance of stochastic terrorism, conservatives protesting against some of the more despicable elements of the LGBTQ community. I'm not saying LGBTQ is all-encompassing a despicable movement. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm all for if people, if adults want to identify as whatever they want to identify, that's all fine and good. They don't seek my approval, and I'm not going to give it. And we're all good. I can coexist with people like that. That's that's no issue for me. But it's those who will say, you are going to accept this as the norm, as the way things should be, period, end of story. No, I'm pushing back. I don't got to accept anything that I don't that I don't feel is morally correct because you're basically telling me to accept your worldview, your religion, because it's a religion to some people. It is. So that's, that's that phrase, stochastic terrorism. That's, that's flooding the zone. You know, you know where that, that phrase has been conspicuously absent where it was conspicuously absent. How about early 2017 when Donald Trump was officially inaugurated as president and the Republicans had a majority in both the House and Senate. And they were talking about repealing Obamacare. Bernie Sanders got up there and saying, well, you know, millions of people are going to die if the Republicans rebe- reveal, uh, repeal Obamacare. And talking about millions upon millions are going to die. A few months later, a Bernie bro, confirmed Bernie bro, shot at Republicans, specifically targeted members of Congress that were Republicans on a baseball field because they were practicing for the annual congressional baseball game, specifically targeted members, Republicans, because they were Republicans. A committed Bernie bro. Was Bernie bro's rhetoric responsible for that guy shooting up the baseball field? Well, by very definition of stochastic terrorism, you could make that case. Or how about in early 2019 when Democrats, through their blue wave, took over the House of Representatives, and they were starting to push back on Trump's immigration reforms, specifically calling Immigration Customs Enforcement, ICE, a terrorist organization. Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, basically calling these people terrorists. A few months later, ICE headquarters in Texas was bum-rushed by people trying to terrorize these folks. Funny, I don't recall that phrase, stochastic terrorism, flooding the zone. How about all these pregnancy crisis centers when it was leaked that the Dobbs decision that the Supreme Court was undertaking was going to, in effect, overturn Roe v. Wade, the Democrats' crown jewel abortion? All of a sudden, these crisis pregnancy centers were under attack by pro-abortion people. You had a guy literally arrested and admitting that he was going to try to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He was arrested with zip ties 
and I think at least one or two handguns and full mags to kill Brett Kavanaugh over this ruling. And mind you, the decision was not even out yet, didn't come out until June, yet people were protesting outside the justices' houses, which is illegal. By the letter of the law, illegal when it comes to trying to influence a member of the court in a case that's in litigation. Yet that was allowed to skate by. Funny, didn't hear the phrase stochastic terrorism taking place then. But you know what else? You know what else it was invoked? When Ron DeSantis sent illegal aliens via airplane to to self-proclaimed sanctuary cities or sanctuary towns like Martha's Vineyard. Then all of a sudden it flooded the zone. So again, if you are outraged and are pointing fingers at conservatives saying that it's their rhetoric that set this gunman off. And, oh, yeah, plot twist that uh, people didn't see coming, the gunman, when he was taken under arrest. Turns out he's non-binary, identifies as non-binary. So much for that narrative. And now all of a sudden, they, they Ben Collins, among others, are starting to scramble to find a new, well, 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 well. Uh, he, he, he was bullied online, and that set him off. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's amazing how they can just turn on a dime like that. Uh, Pat's in Minneapolis. Uh, Pat, I need to take a break. If you can hold during the break, I promise I will take your call immediately when we come back uh, for the final segment here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM 1280, The Patriot, and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Yellowstone, television's number one show, is back on Paramount Network. I, John Dudley, do solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution of the state of Montana against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Featuring an all-star cast led by Academy Award winner Kevin Costner. The invasion is over. They will fight you dirty. Is there any other way? As the Dutton family fights to protect their legacy, they'll learn power has a price. Signing this is a declaration of war. We're already at war. Yellowstone. New episodes Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on Paramount Network. Jesus Lord. Brighten up your day with cheerful melodies and hopeful lyrics at thefishtwincities.com. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Set with 
Hear the soundtrack of the season at thefishtwincities.com. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else. Hey, welcome back. No AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for always tuning in. One final segment on the broadcast. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hey, speaking of vapid and morally depraved, uh, the aforementioned Tide Pod of Ida, a.k.a. Congresswoman Ocasio, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, responded to a tweet put out by Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert, congresswoman out of Colorado, upon hearing the news at Club Q, you know, put out the responsible tweet saying, you know, the news out of Colorado Springs is absolutely awful. This morning, the victims and their families are in my prayers. This lawless violence needs to end and end quickly. Again, that's a perfectly responsible sentiment to convey until all of the facts come out. Well, Tide Potavita isn't exactly uh, the most uh, responsible Individual, she replied to Lauren Boebert's tweet by saying, You have played a major role in elevating anti-LGBT hate rhetoric and anti-trans lies while spending your time in Congress blocking even the most common-sense gun safety laws. You don't get to thoughts and prayers your way out of this. Look inward and change. Kind of gives you some warm fuzzies all over, isn't it? And again, uh, the vapid Ocasio-Cortez, she'll, you know, She'll she'll always get a uh, a megaphone. The media will always amplify anything she says. And you know, the you go girl. I guarantee you. In, I said this during the pre-show in 2028, she's going to run for president just to get more followers on Twitter and Instagram, just to increase her social media footprint. I guarantee you, she will run for president just for that. And it, it'll be a spectacular failure, but she won't care because she'll have more followers on her social media platforms. So. Uh, just despicable, all of them. All these progs that commented on this. And again, nobody is made to pay a price electorally uh, when it comes to media. No one's made to pay a price uh, with their jobs. And the fact that these editorial uh, people allow this garbage to go over their airwaves and when they get the exploding cigar in their face, 
yeah, just dust it off and go on to the uh, next strategy. Uh, next uh, tragedy. I did. I did uh, also uh, point out that there was a Daily Kos article from uh, Gal Lauren Sue uh, entitled "Matt Walsh Only Upset More People Weren't Killed at Club Q." You know, Twitter takes highlight GOP hypocrisy. Matt uh, Matt Walsh never said anything of the sort. Yeah, he's been very critical of the Strand stuff, but he never said anything of the sort. And by the way, how 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 vapid and mentally devoid you have to be to suggest that because you oppose somebody's worldview, you want them murdered? It almost sounds like you're engaging in projection here, if I didn't know any better. Because that, that is just so devoid of any rational thinking, I, I can't even... Can't even properly convey it. We only about uh, have a minute or so left. Uh, Pat, Minneapolis. Pat, I appreciate your patience. I'm going to ask you to make it fast. We only have about a minute to go. Go ahead. Yes, hello. I just wondered about another aspect of this that we haven't been talking about, and that is the um, the brain. When they talk about transgender, the brain is the major sex organ as far as what common, I think, knowledge would be. You probably have to talk to a neuroscientist uh, and surgeon to, about all the def- um the de- uh, details, but basically, I think that the um, male brain is different than the female brain. And then, when they want to transition, they don't quite make it, and they have these difficulties with suicide. It's because the brain is a major sex organ, and they've changed the wrong organs. They really need to change their brains. Scientifically, too, they say if you can't identify the body because it's too decomposed, these forensic people will look into the brain and they can tell a difference if it's a male brain or a female brain as far as the structure of it goes. So I think there's a piece of that missing that we haven't been talking about scientifically. Um, also, same thing with abortion. When we want to get rid of the difficulty or the problem, they have the abortion, but it turns out that those thanks, cells Pat. of Yeah, thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. We're delving into other topics. I want to stay on topic here. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Uh, a lot of prominent neurosurgeons and psychologists and whomever else that were pushing back against the what they call gender-affirming care, you know, affirming a kid's decision to want to change gender, a lot of them were censored, particularly on these social media platforms. So that's another interesting dynamic to Elon Musk taking over Twitter, is a lot of these people who push back against the favored prog narrative now they're going to get a chance to speak freely and put their research out there. I mean, you had reputable neurosurgeons and epidemiologists and psychologists talking about anything that pushed back against the prog narratives on whether it was COVID or transgender or abortion or what have you. And a lot of them were kicked off platforms because they went specifically because they went against the prog narrative. And so now that Twitter specifically is open up to more discourse, it's going to be interesting to uh, see the pushback get out there and see a dissenting opinion. And that's good. We need to have dissenting opinions to form our worldview. If you just get spoon-fed something in your uh, in your own bubble, that's not good for anybody. So uh, anyways, folks, as always, thank you for tuning in. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Are you looking for a unique Christmas gift that will keep up? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.